Warning. 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 The Freestyle Club contains adult language. It is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. This is Freestyle Club. With your hosts, the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes, and CPR, Jose Ortiz. Hello and welcome. Welcome to this week's edition of the Freestyle Club. My name is CPR Jose Ortiz, and I'm being joined by the unknown admin, Rafael Reyes. What's good, you bastards? <laughs> and joining us on the third chair, someone that we invited uh, about uh, episode two or three. Uh, she's been very busy. You know, her schedule is so full that we finally, finally got her on the Freestyle Club. Please welcome Niaja. Hey. Hi, everybody. So, Naisha, how you been? I've been good. Like you said, pretty busy. I always like to compare areas. I, I know the New York area is always busy with freestyle. And you, you're in Florida now. You migrated to a, a hotter place. How is the freestyle scene in Florida, in your view? Believe it or not, it's really, it, it's big. Um, when you have uh, certain clubs that have a big following already, um, it could get pretty, pretty crowded. And when they have those big events, um, it's good. I mean, it's not the same as a New York club on a regular night, but it's it's up there. It's definitely popping more than than the clubs here in Orlando. You're very vocal when it comes to your opinion on things. Um, I don't know if you've calmed down a little bit recently, but uh, I kind of mm-hmm. like that. I kind of like that. You know, sometimes when you feel something and you want to talk about something, that you'll just go for it. You know, and you don't care about repercussions. You handle mm-hmm. it. You handle it in a manner where you see fit. How do you get inspired to write these things that uh, get to you to the point where you want to express it on social media? I've learned to take time to think about what I'm what I'm gonna say, because um, you know it doesn't just affect how I feel, you know, a lot of people will turn on anybody and everybody that's associated with you when you speak your mind. So I've, I've learned to try to, you know, I'll, I'll rant and rave over here to my husband and the poor thing, he's like a sounding board. And then I'll sit down and I'm like, okay, let me think about what exactly is it that's pissing me off about this situation or what someone said, you know, is it really bother me to the point that I can't sleep at night or is it just something that you know let them not sleep at night I'll be good you know so um but sometimes and and most of the times in this music industry they attack the person and at a deeper level not just as at an artist level they they try to get personal and they go down like let's say they have to say something about me like someone who hasn't met me ever uh, just doesn't like me for whatever reason. Doesn't like my song, doesn't think I can sing, or just doesn't like how I look, or whatever the case may be. And then they'll get together with somebody else that has a higher, you know, a strong opinion of, of me as well, and start comparing notes and this and this and that. And I'm okay with it. You know, there's a taste for everybody. Like my mother said, but like, what is it? Gusto se los colores. So I know that I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna appeal to everyone. Um, and I and I don't try to. I I I do things to make me happy and make my fans happy. If I get new fans in the midst of it, that's great. Um, but just just don't get on a personal level. Just don't involve my family um, because my family is not on stage. It's Naija, and Naija is a totally different person than who I am. So I just have to pick and choose my battles. And yeah, to touch on that, um, the time 
that I contacted you, um, I wanted to talk to about your experiences with trying to raise funds for your for your son. I remember yes. that that um, you are the only person that I remember that have used GoFundMe in the appropriate way. Um, you being a freestyle artist and you being in complete need for your son. At that time, you were put through the ringer because you were using this type of medium to to gather funds. Would you care to elaborate what you went through when you were trying to do this good thing for your son? Oh, definitely. Um, I actually was not in favor of doing the GoFundMe. Um, only because I felt that I knew people were gonna, you know, use that as a realm to attack, uh, to attack what they don't know. You know, a lot of people like to hear themselves speak, um, and so they'll use social media as their, as their, um, their focal point to just get all their their angst out. So I knew that was gonna happen, and. Um, you know, and then I had friends of mine, you know, I had Marla, uh, Marla G, who was like, listen, you know, you're an artist. You give enough of your time to other people. Why don't you try and see if, you know, it can get reciprocated? And, you know, I, I said, you know, I'm not doing this as, a, you know, I did it for you. Now, can you do it for me? Um, it's not who I am. It's not how I like to work. But then I had a, a couple of people tell me, you know, why don't you use this form? You know, I'll let you use this place. And I know someone that could do this. And, you know, I'll reach out to a couple of artists and see what they can donate. So I was like, okay, you know, I, it wasn't a, uh, it wasn't something that was done with ill intentions. You know, my son, unfortunately, uh, has a disease that it's, there's no coming back from it. I got a little emotional there. <laughs> no, I know. I know. And I appreciate the fact that you can be sincere with us and allow us to tap into this. When you did it, you did it in an appropriate manner and everyone went to your aid and everyone went to support you. And and you were right completely when you stated that people use that as the catalyst to try to attack you or people have this assumption, you know, you're a freestyle artist, did old school music like now and forever. And who's got your love? You were on commercial radio. And then, you know, they're expecting for you to have millions stored away somewhere in a vault. And, right. and how dare you ask us to, to, to give you money or whatever the case may be. Right. And that's understandable when people don't know the true story of a lot of the artists that they see on stage you know they can sit there and and listen to joe schmo who says you know oh i was there or i knew her when but they really don't know that, you know unless they've lived with you and know your daily ins and outs your daily way of living there's no way of knowing for us a lot of the artists back then who were chosen to be put on stage uh, like I was, you know, I, like, I've, I've said it over and over and over again. Being an artist was not something that I dreamt of. It wasn't my life. You know, I have always worked my nine to fives. Uh, I don't see anything wrong in that. It's an honest living. Uh, I was blessed enough to go up on stage and sing these songs and bring people memories and things like that. But the truth of the matter is when you get someone like me who is um, stereotypically already looked at, you know, young, single mother, Hispanic, living in Brooklyn, you already have a lot of strikes against you. So now you're going to go into a record label and you don't know anything about the music industry. You didn't educate yourself. And, and that's no one's fault but my own. You know, you put your trust in people that saw it as an opportunity for them to gain their wealth or their short-term wealth 
um, they weren't looking at the bigger picture. They weren't looking at the future. And definitely sure as heck was not looking out for me. And that's everything from record label to management to agencies um, to, to dancers, you know, the, everyone that can possibly have gotten an opportunity to get financial gain from me did uh, in one shape or, or form. And, you know, again, no one's fault but my own because I didn't I didn't have my own back. I just let other people, you know, I just went and believed when they said, no, I got you. I got you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Um, I've learned a lot from then. Uh, but you know, when, when you're in this industry, like I said, and you don't know what you're doing, um, you're going to get taken advantage of, you're not going to think ahead about, you know, Oh, I made $80,000 this year after people taking double cuts off the top and dancers taking money and, and ex managers stealing money and disappearing from you. After all that, I still made $80,000 on one song, or let's say that was the amount, and I have nothing to show for it because, you know, I wasn't thinking about it. I wasn't smart about it. And I definitely didn't have people around me in my circle who were looking out for me. So could I be living in a mansion? Maybe a mini mansion here in, in Florida. But at the time, that's not what you're thinking. You know, I was young and all I thought about was enjoying myself and my friends. And, and that was it. As you get older, you think, man, why didn't I think about this? Or why didn't I do that and that? And that's what people see. They see what's on stage. They don't see the fact that you're sitting there regretting your 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 moves. You're sitting there thinking, you know, putting yourself down and berating yourself for not being smart enough to think of the future, you know, and, and I just want people to understand that, you know, I'm not the only one. There's tons of people from the back, you know, from back then, um, old school who got taken advantage of and, and are regretting a lot of moves and people that are going to come into the, into the movement now, you know, they still don't know. They still don't know the, how tough it could be how their clicks and, and, you know, if you rub one person the wrong way, you know, it, it trickles down the line and, you know, you, you don't get put in certain shows like Radio City and, you know, 25 years of freestyle, like if you didn't exist um, in the music industry. But, um, you know, to that I say, I, it was never a dream for me to be here, but I thank God and the powers that be for letting me be a part of it. And I'm good with that. Could I have more? Yeah, I could have. Do I want more? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty content with my life. I like Blanca's life. And if I so happen to still be able to enjoy Naija's life, then so be it. And if not, I'm still good with it. Knowing what you know now, would you do it uh -huh. all over again? No. Uh, it's it's not so, uh, you know, and it's not the, the, the music industry itself, per se. You know, I've met great people. And I wouldn't have met my husband. I wouldn't have met my great friends like, um, you know, Angie, Marte, Angela Marte, uh, Wilma, Sapphire. I wouldn't have met a lot of people that I call family right now. But because I delved so, you know, headfirst into the industry, it, it took a big chunk of, how should I say, it, it took a big chunk of my personal life. Well, I, I just want to let you know. And I want our audience, our listening audience to know that I was truly excited to have Niasia in the third chair. And the reason is why is not just as an artist, but because you're someone that has experienced so much throughout the years. And I just want everyone to get an example. Not only are you an artist, but you as an artist that used to frequent the boards. 
Not yeah. an artist that just freaking with the boards, but you was an artist who had her own board. You know, so yeah. you have that, all that experience. You know, these artists that go to the board, they complain, they piss, they moan, but they don't understand what it takes to run a board. Here, right. you have an artist that created her own board to get away from all the caca that was going on at the time. Yeah. <laughs> and you had your own set of moderators. So you know what it means to have moderators and to be responsible for other people and have other people dedicate their time to you freely because yeah. they believe in what you're doing. So to yeah. me, I, I, you know, you can speak so much on that and social media before there was even Facebook. It was part yeah. of the freestyle file, right? The pioneers, uh, with all these Come Mierda DJs that are on Facebook right now, you were with the pioneers of <laughs> online radio. 90% of these one Pepe Tiri Wee with their push button bullshit don't even know the name, the freestyle file. They don't even know it. They don't know their history. And mm -hmm. that pisses me off. And what pisses me off even more, I'm sorry to get all fucking rah-rah right now, but I've been holding this in for a long time. What pisses me off the most is that those people who actually were there for the freestyle file, listening to Paradise and Junebug and all the other guys mix, are looking at these guys and going, oh, that was fire. I'm like, what? What was fire? I want to shoot it. I don't want to fucking dance to it. These, yeah, these guys yeah. can't mix. And they're like, whoa, that was fire. That was fire. And it, it, it just drives me crazy. I had the opportunity to actually go to an episode of the Freestyle File. And they were just a well-oiled machine. You had a DJ mixing. Paradise had this like studio set up. One person had a job. They, they did that job. Benny Blanks would be like uh, the person that would bring people around to, to hotels and... You know, he'll be like the the person just making sure that everybody that was invited was okay. I was truly obnoxious back then, and they welcomed me with open arms. I mean, not that I'm not obnoxious now, but anyways, um, they invited me with open arms. And even though I went to the freestyle file, they welcomed me with open arms. You know, I made a fool of myself on their show. We were treated like kings. I was just a radio personality that went along with Freeze and Woody Valentine and Cynthia Figueroa to visit. But I was treated just like I was family, and I I would never forget their hospitality but they were the must listen to show in all of freestyle and if they had chosen to stay on they would still be top one because of all the history online and you know i have to agree it, it's um i always look at that time as um very sadly because it it could have it could have continued it could have been very big but you know sometimes when you let professionalism your personal lives um, interfere with your professional lives, things can get extremely, extremely heavy and hairy. And, and when you're dealing with a lot of different personalities, a lot of explosive personalities, and then you bring in the match that lights the fuse right here, it can get hard to handle. You know, people have to go their separate ways. Unfortunately, um, it happens a lot. And I'm sure there was a lot of people who didn't want it to happen that way. And I sure as hell didn't want it to happen that way. But, you know, it did. And we went on with our lives. And my husband is one that once it's done, it's done. You know, um, he has been contacted many times in the past, I don't know, five years to either go back online and, and start the show over. Or... I'm sorry. I apologize for that. That's I'm one of them. <laughs> no, that's why I mean I pushed him as well I've I've pushed him to try and do it but when and and for me it's um you know like when I see him here and sometimes like on the weekend when we're doing some deep in-house cleaning um 
he'll turn on the equipment and I, you know, I let him go for a little bit and I see that he's, you know, mixing in there and I try to record him real secretly on the side. And then, uh, you know, I, I see that it's in his blood, but uh, something in him is just not connecting to it anymore. And it's, it, it's a shame because I would love nothing more than for him to go and DJ in the clubs while I'm performing, you know, but I won't push him to do something that I've been wanting to stop myself, you know, to get out of the industry. Why is it that you're trying to get out? Two people have said something that always stuck to me. One, I remember K7 saying, you know, when the kids look at a freestyle artist on stage, it's the same as when we used to look at our parents' doo-wop groups on stage. You're like, damn, that that was a long time ago. Those people are still performing. Dang, he looks old, but he's still up on stage. And then I remember, I think it was um, Elsie, I think, was the one who said it, Fascination. She was like, uh, you know, I don't want to be 60 years old still being on stage. And to some degree, I, I, I see what they're saying and I see what, where they're coming from. And then on the other hand, I think, you know, if you're still alive and kicking and you still have the ability to record songs, you still have the use of your two legs and your back and your arms and your neck and you can move around, then why not continue to do it? But for me, it's more of a personal thing because I lost a lot in the beginning of my career. I, and and, the, and this, uh, the career took a lot from me. Um, so I, I think right now I just, you know, if I get a show here and there, that's great. I wouldn't want to do, and God bless them for doing it, you know, K7, uh, Cynthia, Judy, George, you know, every weekend they're performing all over the place and God bless them. And I hope to continue going for as, as long as they can. And it all boils down to the same thing. This wasn't a dream of mine. It just happened to happen to me. And I know I get hated on a lot because of that. <laughs> and I know I've been talked about a lot, but you know, I'm the one that's on stage, <laughs> but, and I thank God for doing it. But, um, I think, I think I've, I've run my course. I, I happen to be very lucky to the, to the point that, um, I was a young mother. So my son, my, my son, Anthony grew up in the music industry. Um, then I had 10 years later, I had my second son and he also, you know, uh, was able to grow up knowing that I had shows or that I was on the radio. Um, you know, one of them actually saw, you know, mom, you on billboard. And I was like, yeah, he says, why don't, why don't you ever talk about that? And I just, you know, I'm, I don't know. I just, I, I don't, I don't know why I never talk about it. You know, I've never really analyzed it that, that deep, but I just, and it's funny because when you're an artist, you're constantly, in the center of attention and um i hate being the center of attention and to to be an artist and to be a leo that's like two major characteristics of 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 someone but i just i'd rather stay behind and look and observe and analyze but as far as recording i love recording i love recording i am not a professional vocalist I, I don't have vocal training, professional vocal training, um, but I love to record. I love to get in with new producers and hear how they can make me sound. Um, I like bringing a little bit of myself. It, it's funny because someone told me, oh, you know, um, uh, I think it was Jay Adams um, and George Anthony as well. They say, oh, you have a you have a special sound. And my husband says it too. Um, 
I don't hear it. I don't know what that special sound is. Um, my my husband said it sounds like a, it has like a little, like a country twang or like a crying, crying sound to it. I don't know what Ni- it is. Niasia twang. Yeah, I guess so. But I do plan on on recording. Um, I have another one coming out with the with the twins. Um, I would like to start working on the trilogy of. George Anthony and Niasia. And I have this artist, this uh, pro- producer, amazing person, who actually um, did instrumentals of Who's Got You Love and Now and Forever uh, for me. So I would like to re record those. Subscribe to the Freestyle Club. On Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Stitcher. Visit thefreestyleclub.com. The Freestyle Club. The Freestyle Club. Let's talk freestyle. What has been the thing that has pissed you off the most when it comes to the music? Is it your generation backstabbing each other? Or is it the new generation that likes to take to social media? Or is it the fact that when you try to do shows, people are always trying to scam you somehow when you get to the venue? Which part is it? I would say in numerical order would be the people from my generation with the backstabbing and uh, the disrespect. Two would be the the people who who try to lowball you all the time oh you know you haven't had anything new you haven't had anything on the radio neither do 90 percent of the people that are still performing but you wouldn't try to disrespect them that way um you know they they follow certain promoters certain producers and you know they want to jump on the on the hate bandwagon and you know come on think for yourself you know, have be be an individual who who thinks for themselves. Don't be the sheep that follows. Think for yourself. You know, does this artist? Do I like this person, or do I dislike this person just because somebody else doesn't like it, or do I dislike this person because they're friends or they they're they're social media friends? You know, I have an artist who stopped talking to me because I am friends with another artist. And I'm like, you know, that's not going to make me lose sleep because you know what makes me lose sleep is the thought of not having a job to pay my bills. Uh, I lose sleep thinking I might not be around for my children. That makes me lose sleep. Not these idiots who want to have social media warfare. Do you find that it's getting worse since the days of the forums now that we have Facebook? It, yeah. It's definitely getting worse. Yeah, I remember how it was on the boards, and it wasn't that bad because we had administrators that were owned by like CPR, myself, and Ted owned one. Jackie and um, Kenny Guido owned another. So they mm-hmm. were all individuals, and we all had our own agenda. We all had our own ideas of how a board should be run, but right. it was still moderated. Now Facebook is open, and, and there's no filter. You're right. There's no filter, and that's where the disrespect comes in. Not only are you disrespecting the artists, but you're disrespecting their families who are on their boards, who can see this, who can hear this. You know, how would you like, how would they like if someone goes on a board and, and starts talking about them, and their mother's sitting there thinking, why are they saying this about my son? Why are they saying this about my daughter? You know, and it's not fair to them. And and people need to understand that, that the, the hate that they bring onto social media 
is not just directed to that one person. It's directed to their fans and anybody else who's reading it. You know, co-workers, uh, family members, p- people that, that their own children yeah. who have no fault in, in any of this stuff get involved in, in all the, the crap. And when is that going to end? Like, you have a lot of online bullies. You have a, It's bad enough that you can't go praying to church without dying. You can't go to a movie theater without getting shot or a concert without getting shot. And then you got to, you know, the, the only thing that you can be safe on is over the phone, uh, looking, you know, on social media, laughing and, and reading other people's stories. And even there, you're not safe. I mean, when's it going to stop and, and, and where is it going to stop? And, and that that alone makes me not want to be on Facebook because I haven't been on Facebook for a while like I used to be because it's every time you go you go on, they're tearing each other up about who produced what, who did, you know, who hit the, the snare button and, and who hit the cymbal <laughs> and, and who did the drum machine and like, who hits the Oh, crack? my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm glad you mentioned the fans because I think in all of this, the backstabbing that goes on behind the scenes and the craziness that goes on in front of everybody, they forget that it's the fans that get affected. We're all yes. responsible for the fans. The artists are responsible for the fans. The promoters are responsible for the fans. I the agree. Pro- the DJs, we all have to take care of the fans because without the fans, none of us... None of them. I, I throw myself in there like I'm somebody, right? None of them would exist. It's like being a parent and having a child. You are responsible with about, you know, how that child is going to grow up. How that child is going to speak. The, 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 uh, their morals. What they hear. How they're going to portray themselves when they grow up. And you got to treat your fans as your children. You got to put stuff out there. You got to put yourself out there as someone that you want them to respect someone that you want them to to think fondly of. Yeah, I have a bad temper and I have a I have a pretty filthy mouth when I have to be. But I also know how to respect people. I I see people for who they are. I see people for the worth. Everyone has a worth. And for me to to diminish someone's worth, like who am I to do that? Who gives me that right? You know that that nobody. So nobody has a right to do that to me. People like to poke the bear so much that sometimes you have no choice but to put them in their place. Once you put them in their place, they're like, oh, my God, look at the way Naisha spoke to me. You know, but I'm like, I... you've been poking <laughs> I'm like, you've been poking the bear for three months. And she's been like, hey, you know, cool, calm down. Okay, I appreciate your opinion. Hey, you know, and every time you say something cordial, they take it as, oh, I, I got her in the corner. I'm just using you as an example. And then when you come out of that corner swinging, they're like, pero que fue? They don't know what to do. And now I think sometimes yeah. people don't don't know how to play their part. The fan wants to be more popular than the artist. And then right. one minute the fan is just typing away and supporting Naasia. Then the next week they are a CEO of their own promotional team and you know they're more they're telling you Naasia what to do. And I'm like, but wait a minute, weren't you my fan last week? Exactly. I even had someone that um she must have read two different posts and confused me for someone who who wasn't gonna speak up. And um, it, this involved my, my friend Marla G, who is a good friend. I love her dearly. And I know lately she's been put through, through the ringer with, um, with, you know, who she is or, or who she stepped into. You can't blame the person who is in there, who stepped in, 
this is just my opinion. If I'm going to go away and I, I have a, a name and I'm going to go away, I don't want anything to do with it, whether it's because I'm sick or because I'm just, I've had it or I've been burned so many times. And then someone else comes in and has a, you know, a modicum of re- of success with the name and, and now you want to come back in and pick up where you left off. There's going to be a big fight from both ends, you know, and you, and you have to, you have to understand that that's going to happen and you have to respect the fact that that's going to happen because you have someone who has been dealing with the name for so many years, but then someone who has been, who had the first go at it under that name and it's, it's going to be hairy, but you, you know, if you have a, the, the one thing you definitely need in this music industry is thick, skin you have a relationship with marla g who happens to be giggles the fifth or sixth iteration of of that character and you know it's it's something that you know people are always fighting on a daily basis who's the real tka who's the real nice and wild who's the real this who's the real that why don't you really just mind your own fucking business you know (laughs) Yeah, I I agree. What difference does it make if music is still coming? And I get it. I get it. Like when people say, yeah, but she's singing, you know, on top of the vocals and she she didn't record that song. Why is she singing it? I get it. I understand. But don't rip her up for it. You know, uh, this is a person who saw an opportunity to make money, just like a lot of the producers do and a lot of the promoters do. You see an opportunity, you're going to jump for it. You're going to do it for as long as you can. You can't knock somebody for that. But I also understand like the fans who are like, well, if that's not the real person who sings it. Why are we going there? What I say about Marla G, she is more talented than the character that she plays. She has better vocals than the character that she plays. And so if she wanted to, and if somebody was listening to this podcast right now, they would just re-record the songs with Marla's voice on it. And then everybody can shut the fuck up. If you can re-record a song, go for it. Go for it and shut people up. I listened to Marla's range. I listened to her sing. And I'm hoping that one day she will get with a producer that will get her that hit that she needs. Bottom line is, is that she's more than that character. And if she mm-hmm. Recorded those songs again with a producer that would get the sound and the vocals together. It it would pretty much be over. There, there would be no no conversation to be had. For me as a fan, I never understood why so many people, the Cover Girls, TKA, Marlowe, go down the line. Why they're all fighting for a song that's like thirty years old? Come out with something new and blow us away with that. That's what I would prefer. To answer that, a lot of the times we're not allowed to perform anything new. When we do all these big events or when we get called to do shows, I I would rather perform at a small venue uh, that is just me and maybe two or three other artists because they'll let you perform this whatever songs you want to perform as opposed to doing one of these big shows where you're only allowed to perform your known songs. So why even bother recording a new song when, one, you're not going to make money off of it. Two, you're not able to perform it at any of the big venues that you want to perform it in because you are locked into doing your old, so you're, you're stereotyped. You know, it's like Edward, Bella, and Jacob. They can never, ever, ever do any other thing than, than vampire and werewolf because they got stuck in that crap. And it gets kind of hard and it's not fair because you have people like Wendy, phenomenal vocalist. I would pit her against a lot of these people. She gets pigeonholed into this freestyle stuff that she is 20 times better than to be doing this stuff. In the same vein, Jose can tell you 10 years ago, I told Jose, I said, listen, Jose, this shit with freestyle, up and down, up and down. It comes and goes, it comes and goes. The name of your show is Clubhouse. Use the house part of that show and do house two hours out of your, 
six hours that you have and you'll see the world of difference you'll meet better people you'll meet bigger talent and you'll have less headaches it is clubhouse dance music is that is the whole premise of the show jesus juice vasquez who was the person who founded the show it's music that you would listen to at a club that you would bring to the house and that you could dance to so pretty much it got into playing freestyle all the time because we were the ones that were breaking freestyle back then and still do now i focus on promoting new quality freestyle because i thought that maybe by promoting the new quality freestyle we can invite a new generation of listeners that want to see these people perform and we do get those but in small little group and now because of social media those small little Little groups are small little groups of small little groups. If I get in a beef with Niasia, some people are going to go with her. Some people are going to stay with me. If Ralph, if Ralph gets involved, then a, a third. It's goes not true, Niasia. We will all go with you. That's great. <laughs> it's true what you say, and that's that's the problem. When you get, and it's not fair to the fans when you're going to involve them in this. You know, you're going to post on Facebook. Who's the best vocalist, female-wise? Who's the best vocalist, uh, you know, male-wise? And people are going to have their opinions, and they are entitled to their opinions. But other people, they blow a gasket. They have an aneurysm when you don't go for the person that, that they want. That's when you get all the war between the the artists, and then promoters come in, and producers come in, and, oh, I remember when I did this song, this she can't sing. I have the, the original vocals, and you know what? I have always supported Jennifer Lopez. I loved her from first time I ever heard her or saw her. And I have a lot of people that are like, please, she's not a real singer and this and this and that. But if you listen to a lot of her first stuff compared to the stuff that she does now, that girl did her homework. She studied. She's upped her game. And people are still hating on her, no matter what. And look where she's at. She's huge. You just can't go around thinking that your opinion is the only one that counts. You know, speaking in general, like I I do it myself. I get into debates with Martin. And I get I get mad. Like, as a matter of fact, speaking of J-Lo, we were watching the World of Dance the other day, and I didn't like I didn't like her opinion on a group. And I thought she scored them wrong, low. And I was really upset at her. Like, like I had a I had any business to be mad at her, you know? It's her show. <laughs> and then my daughter sitting next to me and she agreed with J-Lo. And me and my 13-year-old were going back and forth. And I was like, well, what do you know about, you know, the dance music? And and it wasn't fair to her because to her her ears, her eyes, she saw something different than I did. It doesn't make it any less important because she's 13 or it was her opinion. You know, I just I, sometimes I have to I have to catch myself and think, you know, other people have opinions. You need to respect that. One thing about JLo is that a few weeks ago she went on on the Oscars and she talked about freestyle and boy. Mm-hmm the people start coming out of the woodwork, you know? And, oh, yeah. And now, you know, if you read some of the things on social media, no, she needs to record a freestyle song because she mentioned freestyle. So because she mentioned freestyle, she has to record one and she has to come back and put freestyle back in the map. And I'm like, why are we even on social media? You know what I mean? She can't even pay homage to things that inspired her because already people are jumping the gun and saying, she's coming to freestyle, baby. She's going to do a freestyle exactly. song. And then she's like, and she's going to bring Mark Anthony with her. And it just becomes a bigger, bigger, you know? <laughs> yeah, okay. And then like India's coming. And then I'm like, you're like, what are you talking yeah. about? She just said a shout out to freestyle. Shut up and accept it. You know? like Yeah. That's, that's like, like when a guy says, uh, oh, you're going to be my wifey. Next week, the girl's already shopping for a ring. That doesn't mean nothing. 
you need to calm down because Mark Anthony left freestyle and he went to Sasha. He didn't look back. India did the same thing. She comes on the forums here and there, or she she did do the awards show for Charlie Rock, and it was great seeing her there. But you know they've stepped up their game like so far ahead. Why would you? They're not gonna come back. And just because J Lo went on on the award show and and you know gave big ups to Freestyle, I, I'm glad she did. Thank you J Lo because none of the other counterparts do it. So yeah. you know kudos to her for that. But you know it was just a it was a, it was a a high. I remember you guys and I want to say thank you. You know that's all it was. Take it for what it is and don't explore into anything bigger than that. So you're not doing a duet with J Lo? I'm not gonna let my hopes die. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to. What? They can that forget about awesome. Mark Anthony because uh, Mark Anthony, I remember him doing a concert here in Madison Square Garden, and you know he likes to talk in between his songs and, and, and you know give a a dissertation about each song. Yep. And uh, he was talking about how he was first discovered by uh, Tito Puente, and he Tito Puente said, "Yeah, what are you singing this music for? Come sing this." And Mark Anthony didn't even think enough of the genre to say. He was singing freestyle. He said he was singing this other music. So that tells you what his mindset is when it comes to freestyle. It's yeah, that other yeah. music. It's, the, it's what I started off, you know, playing around with, you know. Mark Anthony used to visit my place of living at the time. It wasn't my apartment, but I was living with someone at the time. And he was best friends with my then boyfriend's brother. So he was constantly coming over to the house and constantly talking about all these girls and and I was like Jesus like how do you even sleep do you have time to sleep because there was always girls 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 I remember I was with uh with him one time when he was uh recording Chrissy Aiza's vocals uh for one of her songs and and then you know he becomes this huge person and I remember one time I was on the train Going, I was going to leave Manhattan to go back into Brooklyn. And I asked my boyfriend's brother at the time. He says, yeah, I have uh, Mark Anthony's demos here. You know, he had the demo of Boy, I've Been Told. He had the demo of, um, he had like five demo songs on there that he sang. And I, you know, at the time, I was just starting in the music industry. So everything, the, every beat that I heard was like music to my ears. So I was like, oh, can you make me a copy so I can listen to it on the train? And he was like, if you even ever tell Mark that I made you a copy of this, I still have that cassette tape here in my house. Wow. And Mark never knew that I had a copy of it. And, you know, you can hear his vocals. And it's just, it's amazing that even back then in his demo state, he was phenomenal in, in what he did. He was, he was truly, truly phenomenal. You can hear passion in his voice. You can hear the difference. And you knew he was going to go somewhere. You knew he was going to take that talent that he had and he was going to make something of it. And it, it may have been a rocky start for him. And, and it's a shame that, and it's a shame and it's sad that, you know, he won't recognize in public um, freestyle. But I, I mean, I know he's, He's probably still in contact with a lot of people that he knew back then, you know, but, you know, some people are like that. I, I mean, I talked to to Breda, who was uh, Giggles number two, I think it was, or yes. number three. Three. Yeah. Loved, love her, love her, love her. And she just, she turned away from music. 
you know, some people just turn away because they've been burned so bad. I heard Marisol was the same way, right? I remember her telling me, you know, I grew up, you know, I have a son. I got to get to work and I don't have time to chase or, or for people to burn me. And yeah, she completely turned her um, her life around and went into law enforcement and she never looked back. Yeah. You know, she never looked back. I mean, for some people it works because it, it's, it's not what's driving them, you know, um, other people have other forces that drive them in life, and and it, it becomes more important than the few minutes that you have on stage. Because I, I got to be honest, uh, and a lot of people, uh, the fans don't really know this. Um, only a few people that, that really know me or that are in the car with me or that are backstage with me know how intense I get before a show. Um, and in intense, I mean by, you know, I start guess, second guessing myself and I start, you know, why did I accept the show? You know, I, you don't want to do this anymore. Why are you doing this? You know, who are you trying to please? And this is me fighting with myself. Um, I, I may even sound schizophrenic to myself because <laughs> I'm like answering and, and, and yelling at myself, you know. And then when I get to the venue, I sit in the back and I really don't want to talk to anyone because I'm trying to reconcile all these thoughts going on in my head so that when I get on stage, I can be honest in my feelings towards the fans. Because once I'm on stage and the music starts and I see them, it just erases all the negativity that I had in my head seconds before stepping on, on the stage. Um, but for weeks before I go up on stage, I have all this stuff going on in my head, you know, that um, if I have a stressful day at the law firm, um, I immediately say, oh, I don't want to do this. I, I, I'm, I'm so tired of doing this. I got to prepare. I got to I gotta go shopping. I got to watch what I'm eating. And, and you know, it's, it's a very stressful uh, place to be in in your head when you're physically stressed at what's going on in your daily life. So, you know, it's, it's a constant struggle. And it, it may sound like I'm, I'm, I'm going all over the place, but when, when the artists get on stage, you can best believe they have, they have gone through a, a string of emotions right before getting up on stage. And, um, and they don't see that because what they see when the artist is on stage is that the artist is pumped uh, the adrenaline is going. The music is playing through their veins, and the fact that the that the fans are out there singing, dancing, and holding their hands up or wanting you to shake their hands, they bring life into into what's uh, practically dead right before you go up on stage. And I I would definitely really 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 want them to know that that you know they're they're going to the club and yeah they might be going there to hook up or you know, on a first date or third date or they got nothing better to do or they actually do want to go see who's performing. But they don't know that the minute they step through that door and they move up to the stage and they start swaying to the music or jumping or whatever, they bring so much life into the artist that they're actually part of the show and they don't even know it. They're they're the actual they're actually more than half of the of, of the adrenaline that's flowing through your through your body and that's what's giving you the force to to put on a show for them and they have no idea 
I remember Nia performing in Trenton, and that, that's when I came up with the term Nia Nation because you came up on stage yes. and you were all dressed up, and then you had like 15 little youths behind you dancing, and the crowd <laughs> was going crazy. I was like, wow, because it was almost like that Rhythm Nation type look to it, the dance you yes. had. And, and, and it was a long night. It was like 20 artists that night. And it felt like it was going on for like 30 hours. It was a long night. But again, when you came on, the crowd got energized because you brought the show to them. You know, mm-hmm. and it and it's, doesn't matter if it's a big venue or a small venue. You always have an appropriate show for your fans. And, and that's one thing I really appreciate about you. Well, thank you. Where, I, 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 I always try because I'm always, I don't always perform for a big crowd. Um, and, I, and I've said it to my to my husband, and he gets mad when I say it. My name does not bring in TKA crowds or Cynthia crowds or, you know, things like that. But I do involve my fans. I have a great time on stage. Contrary to what some people say, I'm not drunk. I heard, you know, you know that I, I'm a drunk. Um, I guess we're not going uh, to a happy oh, place. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. So, the time that I'm on that stage for whatever time it is, and it could be 500, it could be 5,000, it could be five people, I'm going to give them the same show. And as a matter of fact, if it's less than 500 and it's 50 or even five, it's a more of an intimate type of show. So you have more fun because you have more freedom to, to do what you want to do and you can actually incorporate those people into your show. Tune in next weekend to the Freestyle Club for the exciting conclusion.